Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. All right, welcome back to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. We are back with session three of this 12-part series of talks that I call Theology of Work 101. This 12-episode series is a concise teaching that'll introduce you to the theology of work and help you recover the dignity and mission of vocation. The series is derived from my book titled Managing Your Metron, A Practical Theology of Work, Mission, and Meaning. I believe this series of talks will be crucial in helping you become a successful Metron manager. That's what we're all about here at the Metron Manager Project, is helping you succeed in the kingdom of God. So welcome to session three. Enjoy. So here's a good question for you to think about. Is work in the way or is it the way? I like to say it, is work the way or is it in the way? The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. So what you're doing with that earth that you've been given, your inheritance, is you're working. Your work is the way. It is the way the kingdom operates. It's the way that creation operates. It's the way that God's original design operates. All of it requires work. So what are some key truths about work? First one, we are created in the image and likeness of our Father God, the ultimate creator and builder of all things. It's no surprise that Jesus came as the Son, Son of God, but also raised by a father who was a craftsman. He was a furniture builder. He was, a, he was just like his heavenly father. He got to be a builder on earth as a kid. What a cool thing. God puts him into a household where he builds things, learns to build, learns to craft things. So God worked and now we work. Work is spiritual. It was ordained before the fall. It is not a result of sin or a form of punishment. And work is worship. Vocation is the very means through which God intends to build the kingdom of God. We have to keep that in mind. By his original design, the kingdom operates on co-laboring. Co-laboring between you and God. And then you, God, and creation around you. All of that system that we talked about, the software and the hardware, your role is right in the middle of that. You're managing relation vertically with God, and then you're managing the condition of creation out from there, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden, laterally. So to better understand kind of where we're at with work, we need to figure out what went wrong. And to do that, we need to talk about the worldviews of work. There's a lot that's gone wrong with work and the understanding of work. So let's try to correct that. First, let's get a context. We'll look at some predominant worldviews of work and then how we lost God's vision for vocation, how vocation became denigrated. Now, I like this outline that's put forward by Daryl Miller. 
He says, animistic worldviews regarding work are the first one. One of the distinguishing characteristics of this view is that work is a necessary evil that one puts up with in order to have food to eat. That's the first worldview. The next one he articulates is the materialistic worldview of work. This is primarily the one that most of the developed world operates in, by a ex large extent, most of the world in general, but definitely the developed world. The distinguishing characteristic of this view is that a person works to succeed and have material wealth. So you're just making money to spend money, to look good. <laughs> but then in the middle of this comes something interesting, a Gnostic worldview of work. This led to the denigration of vocation. So how did work become secular? Let's look at what happened when Gnosticism influenced Christian thinking, even in the early days of the church and before. So what was Gnosticism? It was one of the most prevalent heresies that threatened the early church. It was influenced by such philosophers as Plato. Gnosticism is based on two false premises. First one, matter is inherently evil and the spirit is inherently good. The next one, everything in or of the body has no meaning because life only exists in the spirit realm. So it was the root of this disintegration of God's system. Rather than being an integrated, holistic understanding of work and creation and man's role in it, God's role in it, how this co-laboring equation works, Gnosticism destroyed all that, blew it up, separated things into sacred and secular, into spirit and into non-spiritual. This caused the church, even in the early days, to be rebuked by the apostles in letters, but also continues to cause us major problems with understanding purpose in life in general, but definitely work. So here's a little quote that I wrote in my book about this. Embracing Gnosticism in the body of Christ has allowed for work to be segregated into sacred and secular. A prominent consequence of this false dichotomy regarding work has been the denigration of vocation and the undermining of God's original design. If work is no longer viewed as worship, then it becomes a secondary activity that is no longer spiritual. So for many of us, work is definitely a secondary activity in our mind. Even if we wouldn't say that up front, if asked, we still see it as something that's in the way, not the way. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.